Okay, God is saying that he only gives you what you're capable of. So if you're looking at your money right now and you're like, well, he's a believer and she's a believer and I'm a believer, but I see that they are living off of millions. This person's living in the middle class. Why am I poor? Well, God only gives you what you're capable of handling. You are now listening to Disciples in Progress, where believers in Christ renew their lives. Join the Dip community weekly as you learn about new ways of implementing God's word for practical use in your everyday life. Without further ado, now introducing your host and fellowship friend, Tamika Gray. Hey, 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 guys, welcome back to the show. I know it's been a minute. I am so grateful and thankful to be able to speak again. Um, This last week, week and a half, honestly, has been very stressful, very stressful is what I could say. I had two exams, like I told you guys on Instagram, so sorry for the delay. I was super like bogged down about that and really trying to spend all my extra time fulfilling that. But when I say God is right on time, God is right on time and everything is done with intention. So let's just hop right back into what we've been doing. Um, at the end of uh, January, we started to talk about like strategic prayer and how to strategically pray over certain areas of your life. And so the certain areas of our life is we're talking about faith, family, finances, fun and future. Actually, I think those are the five F's. One, two, three, four, five. The five F's, um, which generally covers just about every area in your life, which is important and you should be praying on. Should you pray on these all in every prayer setting? No, which is why we're bringing it down, breaking it down into sections and by weeks. So we've already talked about faith. Um, one of the key scriptures from that. Um, which I like to read it from the King James Version because that's how I learned it, which also is the definition of faith. So Hebrews chapter 11, verse one reads like this. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. I'm just leave it right there. Let that you let you meditate on that. Let you rest on that. Go back to episode number seven. And we talked about faith. The next episode, which was episode eight, we talked about relationships, which is the subject of family. So that uh, episode eight was said relationships are hard. And that was based off of Ecclesiastics chapter four, verses nine and 12 is what we focused on. And I'm reading from the new new living translation, which states that two people are better than one. For they can help each other succeed. Three are even better for a triple triple braided cord is not easily broken. So that's just to summarize up, you know, where the word came from for episode number eight. And now episode number nine, we're talking about finances. Y'all, money and stewardship is so important. I am going to spend a little bit of this episode reading, but I want you guys to really pay attention to the parable of the three servants in Matthew's chapter mm, 25. It was really, really good. Touched my soul, touched my heart. So we're going to start there. So Matthew's um, chapter 25, starting at verse 14, and it reads like this. This is Jesus talking or the God. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip 
He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silvers to one, two bags of silvers to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it into portions to their abilities. He then left on his trip. Okay, so Jesus is just giving an analogy about a man who has money, he has three servants, he divides the money up amongst those three. These three servants don't get the same amount of money. Everybody gets a different amount. And if you paid attention, it said that he divided it into portions to their abilities. So if this is God, Jesus, giving an illustration of a parable, guys, let's try to take this out of context. Okay, God is saying that he only gives you what you're capable of. So if you're looking at your money right now and you're like, well, he's a believer and she's a believer and I'm a believer, but I see that they are living off of millions. This person's living in the middle class. Why am I poor? Well, God only gives you what you're capable of handling so that's just you know number one right there so let's keep reading the parable it says the servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more the servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more but the servant who received one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money so hopping out of the story again so basically this section is just telling us what each servant did with the money that they were entrusted remember when the man left he said he entrusted his money to them while he was gone and then he left for the trip so if your or your dad or your mom's giving you some money you're like hey i'm gonna be gone for a little bit here's some money when i come back he's gonna be expecting his money right so what are you gonna do with the money during that time and this is what each servant did with the money one flipped the money got you know several bags back five more bags back the other one you know he went out made his money work for him got him two more bags and then the last one was like bro i'm scared i'm not about to do nothing with this money but hide the money and then we just gonna go from there okay so let's get back to reading after a long time their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money the servant to whom he had entrusted five bags of silver, came forward with five more bags and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to in, in, invest and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You will you have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. So then it says, the servant who had received two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you have gave me two bags of silver to invest and I have earned two more. The master said, well done, my good, sir, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were hard. You were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant, if you knew I have harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in a bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. So we're going to pause right there. 
So the first two invested the money and got a return on their investment, right? An ROI, right? And the master was pleased. The last servant was like, I only got one bag and I was scared to lose it. And I know how you are with your work. You typically only plant one seed, but then have a whole field full of fruits. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to multiply like that. So I just buried your money. I didn't even invest your money because I was scared that this one seed was not going to harvest anything. So I didn't give anything. I didn't do anything with it. And the master's upset. Let's keep reading. Then it says, then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the 10 bags of silver. To those who use well with what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even with what little they have, will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So that was harsh, but we already knew Jesus was a thug about any streets, okay? <laughs> so um basically from this parable is what I gotten was that if God is giving you something, he's giving you this blessing, this money, these treasures. He's expecting you to do something with it. He's not just giving you something to keep for yourself. Don't go bury your treasures in the ground or to feed your soul or to feed your flesh. Why do that when you can multiply it? Multiply it, bring it back to him, and guess what he's going to do? He's going to let you keep it and also give you more. But if you're going out there with the mentality of, I'm scared to lose this money, I'm scared to do what God has asked me to do, who, who does that benefit? That didn't benefit you nor him. And now you wasted time because you could have at least done a simple thing of putting the money in the bank. So when God blesses you with financial increase, basically, when he blesses you with financial increase, he's expecting you to multiply that investment. And so it is your job as a manager and a steward over the money he gives you is to multiply it, to make it work. So I want y'all to check out uh, Matthew chapter 25, starting at verse 14. Read that parable. The parable is called the parable of the three servants. Remember, the key things from this is remember that God is only going to give you what you're able to handle. The second thing is God's going to come back for his investment. So he's going to give you something. He's going to come back to check on to see how you did. And then the third thing is be ready to present. Don't be scared to lose something that God has given you. Because if he gave you one thing, he's going to be able to give you another thing. So don't think that you're the supplier of the things that you have. Because you didn't make that money. Yeah, you got the job to get that money, but... How did you get that job? What help did you need? What resources did you need? Like when you start thinking that you're the supplier of the things that you have, then you'll be the the third servant scared to give it out to anything, to do anything with it because you don't know when you're going to get your next meal. You don't know when you're about to get your next check. You don't know that ain't your job. So, yeah. Um, Now we're going to go to Ecclesiastic chapter five and I'm going to read verse 10 and 11. So this is on the flip side. Those who do have money and are lovers of money. Okay, this is for you. Those who love money will never have enough. 
how meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. The more you have, the more people come to help you spend it. So what good is wealth? Except perhaps to watch it slip through your fingers. Hoarding riches harms the savior, period. Okay, y'all? So there's a flip side to it. You can be you can be a hoarder of money and not want to spend it out of fear that you're not going to get it back. Or you could be a hoarder of money out of fear that you are going to get it back, but you want to hold on to it. But why? You are a vessel. God gives you things to get to to get it through you. He doesn't give it to you to stop with you. He gives it to you to get it through you. So if you're constantly giving, you, that means you're constantly receiving. But if God is giving you something and you don't do nothing with it, then he knows that you are not a good investment. He knows that you are not a good vessel. So if you are hoarding all your money, aka you're not tithing, God knows that he can't get anything through you because he can't get nothing to you. And if you find in your cycle where you're mismanaging your money or it's hard for you to keep up with your money, one day you get a check and the next day is gone and you don't know what the heck happened, this might be a sign. So personal testimony so it don't feel like I'm coming for people's throats. And I kind of said this in my social media a while ago, but when I was a freshman, I was blessed with a $10,000 scholarship. Um, my tuition was already paid for, room and board was taken care of, so this money was coming back to me as a residual, meaning it came back to my pockets. Y'all, I ain't never touched that much money in my whole entire life, and I was so excited. And I remember all the college students telling me, Tamiki, you, when you get these residuals, y'all, y'all really need to be good stewards. Y'all really need to manage y'all money well. Don't go spend it and all that. Da, 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 da. Y'all, I had that money by school started in August. I had that money till October. But between October and December, y'all don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to 10K. And so between october and december and the money was gone january came i was like oh my gosh tamika you have to make this money back like what is going on and so i picked up three jobs and i was a full-time student y'all i was busting my butt and i would get these checks y'all and i was one of those who would get paid i have no bills none no bills y'all and did not know where my money went didn't know and that's because i wasn't a good steward but once I started reading my word more and understanding my personal relationship with money, I had realized, one, that I felt like I was the one who was creating the supplier of the money. Well, snap, I got it once, I can get it again type of thing. But that wasn't me. And so I'm out here hustling, working hard, trying to make this money, but I can never keep it. Then I had realized that I was also equating money to freedom had this thing where well if I make all this money then I can move into my apartment and I can do this and I can do y'all heard all them eyes eyes I I I I back to the eye again we gotta stop being selfish okay we have to stop being selfish the key to getting more is to be selfless the key to getting more is to be selfless so yeah 
Now, what happened? You know, the little Scrooge in me came out and I have bills now. And I was getting into a period where I'm not about to get 10% because I ain't got that much. I'm going to just give what I want to give. And then I started realizing my money started slipping through my fingers quicker and quicker. And I couldn't hold on to nothing. I can't save nothing because now my mindset of money started to change. I started to become the servant number three where I'm like, I'll just bury it because I'm scared. I'm fearful that it's going to run away from me again. And I really need it now. And so I started starting bad habits again. And it's funny that I'm I'm giving this this episode right now because I'm realizing that, hey, Tamika, you started bad habits and you need to start giving again. And so as much as I want to preach to you guys about giving and about being a good steward and about, you know, giving God returns on his investment and being a vessel that he can get things through you, I too am working on those things. So your girl will be tithing. And to me, tithing is um, a spiritual locksmith on my money, on my finances. To me, that's like a protection. I don't want to say protection spell. Y'all think I'm crazy. But a protection um, form of where, one, I'm not getting way too attached to my money because that's happened to me before. Two, I am being able to allow God to move through me and I'm understanding that I'm just a manager of these gifts. I am not the supplier. And then three, every time I give, I'm also putting myself in a position to receive. But when you give, it has to be the first thing because God puts you first and your tithing should come first. So that's all I got to say about finances um your task is to pray over your finances i want you to sit down and really look at it look at what you got in all your accounts if you have the patience go through this past month to see how you spent your money and where you spent your money because wherever your money wherever your treasure lies is where your heart desires are and so that's why it's important to tie first, because if you if it's showing up on your bank statements, clearly that that's the first thing that comes out when you get your checks, then food, then TV, then entertainment and all of this other stuff, then that's OK. But if your coffee, your entertainment, your, you know, everything else comes before your tie comes out, then that that shows you where your heart's desires are truly entangled with where is your treasure lie that um and that's all i have for you guys this week um next week we're gonna be talking about fun basically uh godly options is probably what i'm gonna title this i guess i don't even know what i'm gonna title this episode but i'm glad that i was able to speak to y'all this week um and i hope that you have a blessed week guys really pray over your finances sit down look at your finances where they are see how you're spending your money then write in faith write what you want your bank account to look like by the end of this year and pray over that thing and ask god to give you the skills and ability to be a good steward ask god to help you get things through you so help god get things to you so he can get things through you and ask god to help you be a good giver a cheerful giver and on that note i love y'all this is episode number nine you are listening to disciples in progress and i'll see y'all next week bye